0: You know how to beatbox. (laughs) (laughs) Peanut butter. (laughs) Welcome to the Noah's Love podcast. I am Father Michael, and I'm Molly. I'm Molly. (laughs) How's it going? It's good. It's been a little while.
1: It has. We recorded the last two plot twists at the same time. The same day. So we haven't been together recording mm-hmm. in a minute. Yeah. How's your life?
0: It's pretty good. It's almost Christmas time. It's it is. almost Christmas itself. Yeah. That's exciting. Truly a
1: week. It has mm-hmm. snuck up yeah. on us. It
0: snowed here a ton. Yes. That's Which was made me nice. very happy.
1: You love the snow. Mm-hmm. Father's got these lovely little Christmas twinkle lights on the top of his car rack and it's wonderful yeah he's ready for christmas
0: i'm ready it's coming <laughs> but we're right not t- now, <laughs> we're, we're not, not talking <laughs> about christmas
1: <laughs> that's right what are we talking about
0: <laughs> so i have to tell you uh so we had our high school adoration right before this yes and i said oh, we will have to go we're gonna do the podcast is said, all oh, what's it about i said fear <laughs> and that's what it's about
1: it's really we're talking about fear but also hope yeah fear and hope
0: that they can go together
1: Mm-hmm. and that hope is kind of the key to overcoming fear mm-hmm. and not being slave to it. But you can also hope when you're fearful. But we wanted to start off kind of lighthearted um, by sharing our biggest, like, funny fears. Like, not that they're not real fears, but, yeah. So I'll just let you go first, Father. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so you said you have a story to share?
0: Yes. Okay. My greatest, like, dumb fear <laughs> is spiders and insects and bugs, any of those things, creepy things. And uh, so when I was in seminary, and this this isn't the only time this has happened in my life, I had a nightmare that some sort of giant bug was in my bed. And this is what usually happens. I leapt up and threw all my blankets on the floor.
1: You did tell me this story. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) Keep going, keep going.
0: And this time I ran to the door of my room in the seminary, unlocked it, and it had kind of a complicated lock, opened it, Yelled into the hallway and then woke up. And <laughs> All
1: because of a bug in his bed. Because I
0: thought there was a not just a bug, a giant bug. Okay, a giant, <laughs> a giant bug giant in, bug in bed. my bed. <laughs> and so then I went back to sleep. And the next day, <laughs> there was a, a, a seminarian and he was French. And I'm not going to do the accent, but it oh, was funnier it. because he was French. He said, "Did you hear somebody yelling last night?" <laughs> like, "Nope, didn't that, hear Not a thing. me. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, embarrassing. But that's not the only time that's happened in my life. I'm I'm very afraid of spiders and things like that. Ah, uh, I see, don't like them.
1: I don't care that much. In fact, a couple months ago, I was with someone. And I had like one of the daddy long legs on my leg. I think did I tell you about this? No. And the other person was like, "Oh my gosh!" And, like <laughs> hit it off me because they're like more afraid of spiders. But I'm, don't kill it. Like it's gonna be okay. Just knock it off. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I'm, um, but that's not one of my fears.
0: What is your <laughs> fear like that? Have I told you? I think so.
1: Okay, the dark for it's, sure. Yeah. Like hands down. Always has been. Like, and I'm not even, I'm going to be vulnerable in this moment. I had to sleep with, like, a light on in my room until, like, college, mm-hmm. to be honest. Like, yeah. I was just so, 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 so afraid. But I still get I still get really nervous in the dark for some reason. But that's my funny fear.
0: <laughs> Did you ever have one of those experiences of, like you're in a basement or you're in a house where you have to go upstairs and shut all the lights off and And you you bolt bolt. up the stairs. I still do
1: that. (laughs) I literally still run up from my basement.
0: (laughs) That's a real feeling.
1: It is. That was always, I like had such a hard time going to my basement growing up Um, because it's just scary. Yeah. But here I am. The dark has not conquered me yet.
0: Yes. Yeah. (coughs) Spiders haven't gotten me yet.
1: Yeah. We're doing okay. (laughs) But I also think (laughs) that's so funny. Uh We want to talk about like what are some bigger, like kind of more pressing fears that like press on our heart and affect our faith. And we're just going to give a couple examples or just like general things that we've struggled with, but that I think are going to be relatable because it seems as though we all have pretty much the the same sort of fears, right? Mm -hmm. I think failure is a big one. Yeah. Um,
0: Can I bring up what inspired this? Yeah. So I sent Molly this article because I saw it online and it it struck me as something good. So it's on a website called The Catholic Thing, which is a great name. (laughs) And the article is called The Point of Greatest Fear. And we'll put this in the show notes but it's, uh, this woman Elizabeth Mitchell wrote it, and she wrote about going to a, hom- a homily by a priest who was just ordained. It was his first homily as a priest. And this is what he said, God wants to meet you at the point of your greatest fear. Go, he explained, to the point of your greatest fear in your mind and heart, and God will meet you there. When he meets you there, tell him about the fear, and he will help you there. And uh, the woman who wrote the article says then she went and did that for like months. She would th- go to her worst fear in her heart and talk to God about that. And that just struck me as I had never thought that had never occurred to me.
1: Yeah. But it's like such a like intimate thing to do. And God works so much when we like are honest with him and bring him our fears. Um, Yeah. What do you think are some other like common ones, I guess?
0: Yeah. So you mentioned failure and Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge one. Um, Even just the fear of sort of like being found out or seen as a fraud or seen as uh, less than what you present yourself to be, Mm -hmm. I think that's a really common one for a lot of people. Yeah.
1: I think another one is for sure not being good enough. That's like a huge one for me. Mm -hmm. Like, it's in the way it's always like presented itself in my life is even at my best, I'm not good enough. Rather than like, once I get to this point, I'll be enough. But like, even if I am the best version of myself, I can be even that's not enough. And I think- you know, we all want to be wanted and loved and seen for who we are. And I think it's easy to worry that who we are won't be enough for other people. But that's been something really healing for me is to bring that to God and not, not as much so that he heals it so that I see that other people see that worth in me, but he shows me that worth that he sees in me and that that has become satisfying for my heart so it's not like now i'm like no one thinks i'm enough but god does like the more that i've seen that he thinks i'm enough the more i've been able to see that other people think that and find people in my life who show me that and remind me of that but like it's all more based on a confidence that i have and how he sees me but that's only come through like being like this is my fear here it is meet me in it but i think it's really hard to invite him into our fears what? Why do you think that's difficult? That's to what.
0: Do? Yeah, that's what struck me so much about this idea is we do everything we can to avoid our fears. Um, so if I'm afraid of spiders, hypothetically, <laughs> like I don't go looking for them. And if yeah. somebody like said, "Here, hold this tarantula or whatever," I would I would say no. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think that's with a lot of things. Like if I am terribly afraid of failure, and like that's something I've I've experienced fear of. I don't. I don't want to go there. I don't mm-hmm. want to think about it. You, I think we we do lots of things to cover up our fears, and so that could be as much as throwing ourselves into busyness and and good things, or um, just like different sins and different bad habits that we use that uh, like they're bad in the, in and of themselves, but we use them to cover up the things we're afraid of. And so if we're afraid that we'll fail if we're afraid that we're not loved. We're going to do things that try to sort of almost like cover up, like there's a wound there, but we cover it up so that we don't have to look at it. And I think that's, um, that's why we're afraid to talk to God about it because it means mm-hmm. not just acknowledging that we're afraid of something, but it means stripping away all the layers of compensation and the layers of um, uh, like defense mechanisms, yeah. I guess is the phrase I'm thinking of everything that we do to avoid Dealing with the fact that this is what I'm afraid of, we have to go. We have to let all that go, and maybe that's why it's it can be such a process of letting God there and asking Him to be there. Is that, um, yeah, it, it's a real surrender. It's a real abandonment.
1: Mm-hmm. And that takes so much trust to like say, I'm gonna let you look at this, even knowing that it's gonna hurt. Because I like that imagery that you you used of it being a wound. Because like our fears. Are, often comes from wounds. I mean, my, the one I shared about definitely didn't just, like, pop up out of nowhere, right? Like, it came up through situations that have happened in my life, and it's a real wound in my life, And but if I want it to be healed, it's like if I have a cut on my arm, I can't just, like, cover it up and leave it there. Like, I need to touch it and maybe, like, get a surgery on mm-hmm. it or, like, stitches, like, like p- pour that stuff on it that cleans it but burns <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't think of the word right now. <laughs> um, I'm so embarrassed. What's it called? Hydrogen like peroxide. Hydrogen peroxide, okay, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, yes, <laughs> not that that mattered. But it hurts more when you, mm-hmm. like, deal with it to actually heal it, right? Looking at it and dealing with it means, like, touching it, and that means hurting more before you heal. Um, and it's so hard to trust God in that, I've found, like, To surrender our fear to him and trust that, like, he will care for us in them, even if things don't turn out the way that we want them to. Like, we have to have, like, such a trust in God that we are willing to surrender ourselves to him not knowing the outcome. Not, not... Yeah, not knowing the outcome instead of surrendering ourselves to him because we know he'll do things this, this, and this way. Because obviously he's God and he knows us better than we know ourselves and he knows what's best for me more than I do. So he might, you know, will something to happen that is not what I think is best for me but actually is what's best. And it might hurt more. Um, So that takes a lot of, like, real trust. That's, I think, really difficult to have because we're so used to imperfect human relationships, right? And so it's hard sometimes to imagine what that kind of perfect, trustworthy God could be like.
0: Yeah, we generally don't want to reveal our, especially our deepest fears to other people, mm-hmm. that it makes us vulnerable to them or opens up some way they could hurt it, hurt us, or use us. Um, and I think that's that's why, yeah, I think when we look to God, we don't think about Him that way. That. Yeah, so it's in First John chapter four, verse eighteen.
1: How did you know that by memory?
0: <laughs> I know the whole Bible, Molly. I'm a priest. Oh, we forgot that that was a requirement <laughs> for passing seminary. <some> <laughs> it's not on my phone. Um, yeah, it's, it says perfect love casts out fear. We're used to imperfect love, and so we live in fear. Yep. And so, wow. yeah, we we hide even something as dumb as I'm afraid of whatever. bugs Bugs, in my bed hypothetically (laughs) bugs in my bed that like you know like say on the playground somebody picks up a spider this didn't really happen to me somebody picks up a spider and comes at you with it to freak you out or something like that oh my gosh Um, yeah yeah and so that's kind of how we treat each other and when it's real fears like inadequacy or whatever um we don't want to let people in there we want to be perfect we want to have this kind of perfect uh presentation of ourselves to the world
1: yeah i love that you said that like fear and sharing our feels with feel, our fe- our feels our feels are sharing the feels <laughs> sharing our fears with someone opens up like a possibility for us for them to hurt us even worse like yeah like if i tell someone i'm afraid of the dark <laughs> they could scare scare me you <laughs> know and might be more likely to do that if if i tell someone like I have th- some other like specific fear based on some wound from my childhood and we get in a fight, they could use that against me and use that to really, like, really you know, hit me where it hurts. Um, and I think with God, it can be easy to think like if we open up and really share that, like he won't care for it and be gentle with it. Um,
0: or that he'll make it happen. Yeah. I think that's a real fear is that if we acknowledge <laughs> these things that we're, terribly afraid of to God, like, oh, then it's almost, it's kind of superstitious maybe just that by even thinking about it, acknowledging it, then he'll make it happen. That if we're afraid of losing a loved one, somebody dying, that suddenly that'll happen because we brought it up. And again, that that is living out of that imperfect love.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's like this idea that if I just don't, like, I've definitely felt this way sometimes. If I don't, if I just bring, don't, who. I can talk. If I just don't bring this to the Lord, then when I don't see what I want to happen, I know it's my fault, not his. And it's much easier to disappoint ourselves than to feel disappointed by the Lord. Mm -hmm. But it's like if I pray for something and pray and pray and pray and it still doesn't turn out the way I wanted. You know, maybe, maybe you should. I'd like you to speak to this, Father. Like, does that mean that God's not trustworthy? Does that mean he doesn't hear our prayers? That's so good. Does that mean he abuses our fears and our, does that mean he teases us? You know,
0: I think it's a little bit of kind of the, maybe like sort of wrong understanding of prayer that's out there that I think all of us can fall into is that we pray for something to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And whether that's, you know, heal this person or, you know, like make it snow or whatever it (laughs) is um, that like we pray to God so that things will happen. Um, Good things, even if they're good things. but I the primary point of prayer is communion with God. And I think that's where we bring our fears into it is that if the point of prayer isn't that God fixes us, like quote unquote, fixes us mm-hmm. or makes that fear go away or uh, makes us like, you know, encounter that fear and overcome or whatever it is, no, the point of it is to to show that wound to the one who loves us. And so no matter what happens, um, we may have to face face that fear in a real way. Um, the way we get strengthened is because we're vulnerable with the Lord who loves us, and mm-hmm. He can He can show us that we're we're imperfect on earth. We're gonna face all these things, but He'll be there in those terrible places with us.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm very slowly reading through The Return of the Prodigal Son by Henry Nowen, uh, and I say slowly because I think I mentioned it in like my third podcast <laughs> or something, and here I am still yeah. reading it. Um, But, like, something that he talks about is, like, coming to a realization of all of the weaknesses that he had in his life and all of the ways that he wanted to be better and to trust God more. And, like, how one of the greatest things that ever happened to him was that he realized, like, he, he kind of poses all of these issues and then he's like, okay, how do I do this? Like, how do I trust in God more? He's like, I can't. Like, I literally need to ask him to do it in me. Wow. And I think that is so... So powerful because sometimes when I pray, I'm like, I'm even like, okay, like, not like Jesus do this for me. I'm like, Jesus, show me how to do this. Yeah. And I think that oftentimes, especially when we pray about the things we're most afraid of, it looks like that. Like, show me how to conquer this, like, help this to not happen. Keep me safe from this rather than like, not that those are bad prayers. and I Mm -hmm. want to clarify that. Mm -hmm. But like how much more powerful to pray that he would like have his way. Yeah. Like, do we really trust that God is who he says he is? Sometimes I don't. And I have to check myself and say, okay, like the the God that I teach about that I love died for me and is all knowing and all loving. Why can't I freaking let this go? You know, mm-hmm. like, and it, of course, it's understandable why we can't sometimes because we're human and we're tiny. But yeah. calling ourselves out like that can help sometimes, like to lay it down and to trust the outcome no matter what. Um And that doesn't mean that we don't experience feelings of fear. We're not still afraid. We're not disappointed emotionally, but we get to choose how we respond to that. And ultimately, like, fear versus hope can be a choice. Um, It goes beyond just the emotion of like being scared and the emotional response of feeling like excited or Mm -hmm. hopeful. Like, we can choose hope in the midst of fear because we know who God is.
0: Yeah. That Mm -hmm. book that you told me about. Is Into Your Hands, Father, by Wilfred Stinnison, mm-hmm. and the thing that I also have not finished that book. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's not a it's not a long book, <laughs> um, but the thing that he that stuck with me from it is that accepting God's will means wherever we find ourselves, whatever is going on, like that is the place where where God is loving us, and that's even in the face of our fears, even if they if they like came true. Um, yeah, and we had to deal with them. That God is still loving us, and I think it's just this idea that Christians, like we're going to be afraid. Uh, God says to us again and again, "Do not be afraid." But I mean, we're um, we're imperfect, and dealing with our fears isn't that they go away. It's being able to to go to God in the midst of them. I think.
1: Yeah, and there's this quote from that book I yeah. want to read. Um, It says, those very traumatic events in our lives give us a privileged opportunity to let God's love become concrete for us. So imagine that that's like, okay, your worst fear coming true, Mm -hmm. like a traumatic event. What the psychoanalyst strives to do by bringing traumatic experiences to consciousness often comes about much quicker and more completely by the action of the Holy Spirit. We can ask him to illuminate our past and lead us to those incidents that we still have not accepted wholeheartedly. We can save a lot of time if we go into analysis with the Holy Spirit, who is our true and ultimate therapist. Nothing is hidden from him. Disclaimer, this is not to say that therapy is not helpful. Yeah. I go to therapy and mm-hmm. it changes my life. However, this is to say that like, nothing is hidden from God and it's, it's what we've been talking about, inviting him to meet us in that place. And that's like the cross, right? Like this moment that should have had no hope, that looked like all was lost, that a worse fear was coming true. It's, it's especially for the followers of Jesus who were like, okay, whoa, well, like he's, if even God can be killed, mm-hmm. like, right? But even then... There's glory in that um, and reason to hope, even then, even in the worst possible things. And I think part of it is like we think death is like the end of us. I think a lot of our biggest fears tie into death, whether it's like I want to do this before I die or I don't want to die or I don't want to lose this person or I don't want. I hope this part of me gets better before I die. Like we think that death is the worst thing that could happen to us. Um, But as Christians, we believe death leads to new life to complete fullness of life. And that's something to hope in as well. Um, how do you think we move from fear to hope? So I know this is a big question. But yeah. We could start the conversation that's, about that. Now. That's
0: great. Um, I think acknowledging our fears is a big first step. Uh, what you just quoted from that book, we probably all have events in our past that we would rather just not think of them. And pre- I don't
1: have any of those. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> just kidding. This doesn't count for you then. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so just things that we're ashamed of, or we're still, or like it scared us then and scares us now. All this, kind of like we said earlier about wounds that we want to hide it. Um, it doesn't help to pretend these things don't exist. And mm-hmm. so if I'm afraid, I should talk to God about that. Yep, for sure. If I don't trust God, I should talk to God about that. If I mm-hmm. don't know, like, if he's real, if I don't know if he's talking to me, he's the one to go to. And, and so I think um, not being afraid to acknowledge those things is a big first step, um, because just saying that they're there uh, doesn't mean that they have power over us or right. that they're suddenly going to overtake us. It means, no, I can look at this with the Lord, not just myself. It's not this thing that I'm so afraid, like, you know, keep the door closed, and it's banging on the door um, and we don't want to let it into like let it into the light of God, where we can see it for what it really is. So I think that's the maybe for me the first step of moving from fear to hope is being honest with ourselves yeah. and with the Lord.
1: Absolutely, yeah. You can't like move past your fear or deal with it until you're willing to look at it mm-hmm. and, um, and offer it to Him. I think also something important is to remember that it takes time and like. We're not just gonna, you know, God can work miracles like this, but usually we're not just gonna have a moment of prayer and then be like, "I'm not afraid at all anymore." Mm-hmm. That's kind of where the choice comes in, right. And there's this quote that says, "He who would climb a lofty height must go by steps, not by not by leaps." Yeah, because otherwise, like if you if our greatest fears are lofty heights to climb, right? Like they are the steepest, most difficult mountains and, you know, journeys that we'll ever have to take. And we're not we're going to get to the top and conquer it if we go slow and steady rather than like leap and try to rush our way through it. And then we're going to run out of steam. Right. Like it's its practical. That's how it goes for us emotionally as well. Um, but I think absolutely the main step that we'll have to take over and over again is offering it to Jesus every day over and over. Um, yeah, that's something I try to do every morning is like the thing that I'm like struggling the most with, which oftentimes relates to. A great fear of mine is just like, take it again today, again today, again today. Because it gets, it's each sleep brings the difficulty again, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, But he he just wants to take it for us and have his way. And we can trust that his way is good and something worth hoping in. Because he's already showed us that he's won, right? It's not like we're like, we have this guy who came to earth and told us he'd die for us. So we're just kind of hoping he'll do it. It's like, no, we've seen... You know, the goodness of God and that he came to earth, took on flesh to relate to us, to be one of us, to teach us, to lead us to him, to die, to rise again, to prepare a place for us. Like that's already happened. Yeah. Yeah. And that is that that's all all we need to hope in. Right. But sometimes I forget that. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) I find myself saying that in confession to people, but also to myself, it's okay to start again. It is good to start again. Uh, it's only the devil who, who tries to convince us, like, oh, you failed this, you failed once. That's the worst thing that can happen. That's not what God says. Mm-hmm. And I think w- when it comes to our fears, yeah, exactly, like you said, taking those little steps is the thing that matters most. And even if we fall, even if we slide back down the mountain, um, who cares? Mm-hmm. Uh, God, God's still in. He's still committed to us. Like you said, He's already won the victory. Um, we need to trust him more than ourselves, and trust trust him more than our hearts, because our hearts our hearts are afraid. Mm-hmm. Our hearts are afraid that uh, we can't do it, and the sooner we realize that we can only do it with him, um, not the quicker that we'll suddenly be healed of everything, but that we'll be able to trust enough to keep going.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like that you said like we need to trust that he knows better than we do and we need to trust in that not just in like oh i trust in that but like in the way i live my life like yeah. do i live my life in the big ways and the small ways with the with hope in god with trust that his he knows better than me i'd like to say that most of the time i do but definitely sometimes i catch myself not right trust
0: um, is trust is kind of an action that we we get to take like when we feel you know that panic of focusing on our fears we get to do something. We have something we can do, which is, like, go to the Lord again. Yeah. Uh, and even just even just to do the things that we know he would want us to do.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I want to read a little bit of what the Catechism says about hope. Um, I might read a, l- a lot, but okay. it's, it's good. <laughs> hope is the theological virtue by which we desire the kingdom of heaven and eternal life as our happiness, placing our trust in God's promises and relying not on our own strength, but on the help of the grace of the Holy Spirit. Um, and then it says later, the virtue of hope responds to the aspiration to happiness, which God has placed in the heart of every man. It takes up the hopes that inspire men's activities and purifies them to order them to the kingdom of heaven. Um, and there's, there's a lot of other stuff that it says, but um, I think a great model of this, and it says this in the catechism as well, is Abraham, right? Like, His greatest fear was, you know, well, his greatest thing that he wanted was a son. Mm -hmm. And after so much prayer and time, God gave him a son and Isaac. And then God seemingly fulfilled his promise and then seemed to have gone back on his word by asking Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. But Isaac did as he or Abraham did as he was told and, and brought Isaac to the table to be sacrificed Not seeing at all how that would make sense for God Mm -hmm. to do, right? But he trusted that God knew better than he did. With his own child's life, right? Um, That faith is inspiring to me. Like, and what that says to me is I should be willing to sacrifice the thing that is the most precious to me because of the hope I have in God and the trust I have that he knows more than I do. And it's like a challenge. Like, would I be willing to do that? Probably not at this mm-hmm. point in my walk with him, but I should aim for that kind of holiness, you know.
0: It is. It is all about trust. Trust that God is good. It's not just about who we are, but how who who He is. That, yes. Um. If God is who He says He is and revealed Himself to be and shown Himself to be by His actions, by Jesus's uh, His life and passion and death and resurrection, that means that. We can trust everything Mm -hmm. that comes from him. We can trust him completely, even in the absolute most fearful moments of our life.
1: Yeah. For me, a lot of times it's I'm most afraid of myself and what I'm capable of. And like, I'm most afraid that I can totally mess up the way God sees me or like the plan that he has for me. Like, that's something I've been wrestling with lately, like. Striving to remember that as long as I keep offering myself to the Lord, even my greatest weaknesses are not powerful enough to keep his will from coming to fruition. Because sometimes I just get so worked up on like, if I don't do this, then like, I'm going to ruin everything, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, but um, even my greatest failures are not more powerful than the will of God and God makes a way. Um, He just does. He has time and time again, and he will continue to. He exists outside of time and outside of our own ability, and it might not fully make sense to us, but how great that is, and that's just something to rejoice in.
0: Yeah. The thing that came to mind for me was when I was graduating from college, um, and I don't know what your experience of this, it was a real moment of like, man, I'm losing a lot.
1: Absolutely. Because
0: uh, you make friends and you build relationships, and I really— a lot of good things happened to me. God did a lot of good things, and I found myself in like those last days, just utterly, like totally afraid of like mm-hmm. how do I, how do I live past this? Like what, what is the rest of, what's like the next step of my life look like? And it was entirely the grace of God, uh, basically saying like no, it's like I'm still here. It's gonna be mm-hmm. okay. Uh, I think I read uh, C.S. Lewis said Christians never say goodbye. And kind of like (laughs) that that just spoke exactly to that fear Mm -hmm. that was going on. And it really showed me that it's in those things that seem impossible where we don't know how to get past them that he does. He's like, no, this is nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, All you have to do is trust me. All you have to do is even just like take those steps forward, trying to believe that I'm good and that I want good for you.
1: Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Do you have anything else you want to say on fear and hope?
0: Uh, I guess just, uh, I mentioned before, we hear in the Bible again and again, angels show up and say, do not be afraid. Um, We should take that message to ourselves when we are afraid. Even if we can't control our emotions, we can't decide, I'm just not going to be afraid anymore. Um, But that God is saying that to us, and there's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. That um, we don't have to be afraid, not because some bad thing isn't happening, but because God's still here. God is mm-hmm. with us. And so I think that's, it shows up so often, it's a message that we should take to heart. Absolutely. How about you? Final thoughts?
1: Listen, I think you said it all, Father. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. I think we should talk about how he's been loving us this week.
0: This Tonight, like I said, we had adoration with some of our high school students, and um, just seeing them praising God and praying— is incredibly inspiring to me, and not just because it's like, oh, look at this good thing we put on, right. but also because it it allows God to speak to me like, yeah, pay attention to me too. Uh, I find it a big challenge for me as a priest is that at any like religious thing that I'm doing is thinking about all the logistics of it mm-hmm. and what's going on and what could be better and what, uh, what I would change and it prevents me from entering in a lot of times. And Mm -hmm. so tonight was very much a moment of uh, seeing uh, the kids praying, seeing or hearing the music and them singing just pointed me in the right direction. So God Mm. drew me to himself through that experience. That's epic. It was. It was good.
1: I love it. It was a good night. Mm -hmm. Happy to be here. (laughs) Yeah. How about Um, you? Yeah, I would say just God has just kind of renewed my gratitude for the reality of what, personal prayer is and just the fact that in any moment in any circumstance no matter where i am or what's going on i can have intimacy with him intimate conversation and communion with him and just offer myself to him and receive his love like in any moment literally any time no matter what there's nothing that can keep me from that and that yeah there's that reality that there's nothing that can separate us from the love of god right that's in the bible um And there's nothing that can separate us from relationship with him if we don't allow it to, right? And I just think that's amazing. Like, he just renewed that, like, awareness in me. And it's just been really cool. Like, wow, on the days when life is the worst and the days when life is the best, when I feel like I don't have the time and when I have all the time in the world, like, I have the opportunity to be in communion with my creator, with God, whenever, like, if you really break that down and think about what all of those words means mean, that's insane. That's in really. the most amazing way. <laughs> that's
0: a great point because I think we we set prayer as like, it's a thing I go do at a special time in a special place, which it is. Mm-hmm. Like, th- that's good. But, um, but that we can always do it. Yeah. And there are no barriers that all we have to do is turn to him.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: That's great. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. God bless us, everyone. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's a good uh, segue to... Next week. So our next episode should be our Christmas Spectacular.
1: (laughs) extravaganza.
0: (laughs) So we sort of talked about this before. Are we going to do a gift exchange?
1: Yes, we are live on the podcast, finishing our planning right now for... (laughs) <laughs> gift I exchange I don't want the people to be excited <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah we're gonna do I think a fun gift exchange okay which will be really fun I think because father and I know each other really really well and we also are both total nerds <laughs> and that's like about the same things yes Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I've already like usually I feel like everyone's always like guys are so hard to like buy gifts for. I don't feel that way about you. I feel like I know <laughs> I have like a bajillion ideas and I kind of narrowed down. But I'm excited. Awesome. We're gonna try to make them fun. I think. Yeah. Okay.
0: This is, yeah. This, this, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't
1: think of anything else. <laughs> and who knows what gift cards?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: who knows what else we'll talk about? But yeah. It's something you know, maybe the birth of Christ or something like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> I said that like I said that I, that was a joke. The way I said that, I just want everyone to know. I'm so grateful for the birth of Christ. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. When when you hear this, it'll be just a few days, and I hope it's a good one for everybody. Mm-hmm. And focus on what matters most. The Lord came to cast out fear. Boom. Period.
1: Okay, we'll see you guys next week. Bye!